Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello and welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Travis and Stephanie Armstrong, Family Ministries at Grace Church, and we are excited to be back with you today talking about part two of screen time and kids. Yeah, sorry we missed you last week. Yeah. And uh, we are excited to be back. I think this is a critically important topic in light of the world we're living in. Yeah. And I I think this will be a very um, helpful and practical podcast for you to listen to today. Yeah, we took a little holiday break for President's Day weekend, Mm -hmm. and now we're back at it. Um, But last time, if you were able to join us, generally we're in a series um, where we're just talking about finding our footing, right, as Mm -hmm. a family in an ever-changing culture. Yeah. And we pivoted um, to the topic of screens. And you, as you know, if you've listened to us at all, uh, we have four kids, so screens and children and parenting um, are a big part of our daily existence, wouldn't you yeah. say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're fighting the good fight of resisting screens and uh-huh. allowing screens and debating screens kind yeah. of daily at our house. Totally. I don't know how many parents out there, if you're listening, or even if you're not a parent, um, you probably can understand um, kind of our plight Mm-hmm. In light of what we're dealing with, sometimes it feels like you're a hall monitor in your own home. Absolutely. And you're just constantly watching what kids are up to and um, because they want to be on a device 24-7. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we let them do that, uh, we would have kids that are just crazy. Yeah, there'd be a mutiny. <laughs> there'd be a mutiny. More than there already is. Yeah. But I think that what makes this topic so interesting and um, even complex to a degree is, you know, on one hand... It does feel like, gosh, if we could just eliminate screens, our life would be easier. Mm-hmm. The problem is that screens can also be good. Yeah. And that um, our world is run by devices, it is. right? And technology. And none of that is changing. And so, in fact, it's probably only increasing. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's what makes this topic a double edged sword. Right. Is of course it can be out of control. It can you know cause all kinds of problems. Um, we're going to talk today about even just kind of what's appropriate uh, based on research that has come out. But on the other side of the coin, we also have to um, I think recognize that we need to train our kids mm-hmm. in this area. We need to help them um, age appropriately learn how to navigate this tech world and how to manage it wisely so yeah. that it doesn't control them, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 our own lives. Like we as adults have to constantly, I think, check in and make sure that we are managing screens and they are not managing us. Right. So it's it's um a topic I think every person living today <laughs> deals with, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Um, but one that we're going to talk a little bit in depth. And so last week we talked about um, just some practical, hopefully it was helpful, um, kind of parenting principles from Deuteronomy 6 and how that might impact us as parents as we make decisions, Mm -hmm. right? And we Mm -hmm. really looked at how Moses is instructing parents to be intentional and wise 
and diligent, um, how our obedience as moms and dads to the Lord will also trickle down to what we expect of our kids. Yeah, yeah. That the next generation is not going to be accidentally godly. No. And know the scriptures that there is a very detailed plan. It's really the the game plan of God Mm -hmm. that's outlined there in Deuteronomy 6, that parents be diligent to teach this to your sons and to your daughters. Yeah. You know, when you're coming in, when you're going out, when you're sitting down, when you're waking up, um, and all things that we have an opportunity to pass on this legacy of faith. Because if, we, if we're not actively passing on this faith, then we're going to have kids who are drifting more and more towards this world. Yeah. And as I heard one guy say, if we're just allowing our kids you know, to be looking at social media and hours upon hours every single day, then we don't need to be you know, surprised when they look more like the world. Right. Than Jesus, right? And so I think there there is this this battle for the minds of our kids, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're going to be really looking at today is what are the effects yeah. that devices and screens have on our kids when it comes to mental capacities? What does it look like, and how maybe we can combat that, and why we should combat that uh, by having some you know boundaries, healthy yeah. boundaries within the home? Absolutely, um, because really in reality. Uh, most parents today, I would say, of young kids, even teenagers, are really first and second generation tech parents. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you and I did not grow up in this tech saturated world that our kids are. Uh-uh. And our parents, while they battled things like the TV right. and, you know, radio, <laughs> remember the days of like <laughs> hours of listening to songs and like trying to capture it on a cassette tape. Oh, yeah. You know, it would take you like a month to record a song because you'd have to hit it at the right time <laughs> yep. when it happened to come on. Our parents dealt with that. But it, by and large, what we deal with today is is brand new. Mm-hmm. You know, the levels. Um, we talked about last week just the example of even 10 years ago, our daughter, you know, being interested in a character, TV character, you know, one to two shows that yeah. she watched versus yep. our youngest today is used to us opening up Disney Plus or Paramount Paramount Plus, and there's a mm -hmm. whole library of options, right? So even our parenting is having to change from the first to the fourth yeah, because it's just different. It's different. So what we're going to talk about um, today is really, I think, going to be fascinating. It was very fascinating for me when I read up on it. Um, I want to commend a book to you grab my notes here. It's called um, Screen Kids, Five Relational Skills Every Child Needs in a Tech-Driven World. It's by Gary Chapman. He's the guy that wrote The Five Love Languages mm-hmm. and Arlene Pelican. And it, I, I'm recommending this to you. It came out in 2020. Um, we actually saw Arlene at the um, D6 Family Ministry Conference in mm-hmm. Orlando. That's how I, I first heard about the book. But this is... Um, a book that they release with like hot off the press data, scientific data that we've never had before about screen times in the brain. Yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah, y'all. right out of t- you know 2020, so it's it's fresh and it's ongoing. And so they, what, what I'm going to share with you today is kind of what I pulled from their book. And so you can certainly get the book and read more about this. But this is all based on a new study from the Nas- National Institute of Health. It's called the ABCD study which stands for Adolescent Brain Cognitive Development Study. And they are following 12,000 kids 
um, between the ages of nine and 10 from adolescence, and they will follow them into young adulthood. Hmm. So it's going to be this ongoing study that will be very fascinating to pay attention to. But just the preliminary data that has emerged is already giving us an incredible picture of what's really happening to our kids' brains and their health in relation to how much time and what kind of screens they are on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't think we probably already knew what we were going to find, right? but this just confirms it. (laughs) It's not good. Um, (laughs) And certainly the pandemic has not helped. So even this is all fresh from 2020, um, but I would argue that now the times and the amounts that kids are on screens has only exploded. Yeah. Um, And so now they are, based on this study, really treating excessive chronic screen time like the new drug on the block, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Um, And that is because it really acts just like a stimulant would, um, like caffeine or nicotine or cocaine, by raising arousal levels in the brain and changing the brain chemistry. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm just going to really highlight two major warning signs here that I think is pretty fascinating. The first is how the brain is actually changing. And so I think the first thing um, to say is that we are really talking about recreational screen time. Yeah. And so sometimes parents get, you know, does this include like screens that my kids are on for school? And it does not. Mm. And the difference between the two is um, researchers believe that when kids are on screens, like for example, for school, their brains are engaged, right? So they are learning something, they are researching something, they are contributing something versus when they're just home, mm-hmm. kind of vegging out yeah, and on a screen that the brain is actually not engaged. right? So that is kind of what we're talking about. And so the MRI scans are showing differences in the brains of kids who use screens more than seven hours a day. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Than those who don't. Now, when I first read that, seven hours felt like that's crazy. Yeah. But the Surgeon General just within the last month, I think, came out um, with like screen time usage post pandemic, Mm -hmm, like since the mm -hmm. pandemic began. And many kids are averaging that, if not more. Wow. So it's really um, not good. (laughs) So kids with a lot of screen time, seven hours or more, they are finding have a premature thinning of the cortex. Now, if you haven't studied your brain science here, I'll I'll help you a little bit. (laughs) Anatomy lesson. Here we go. The outermost layer of the brain is that cortex, and it actually protects the five senses. So over time, that cortex thins naturally. So Mm -hmm. we see this as we age. Usually it begins around age 60. Yeah. Okay, so think retirement age. However, data is now showing us that this is happening much sooner in children Mm, who consume large amounts of screen time. So here's why. When your child is on a screen, they are actually not exercising their five senses in a real world setting. Therefore, the part of the frontal lobe Um, where the blood flow would be to support those five senses is actually being, the blood flow is being rerouted from the front of the brain to the deeper part of the brain where things like our vitals, breathing and swallowing are controlled. Mm. So then that frontal part of the brain starts to decline without 
blood flow. Hmm. And the frontal lobe is the most human part of us. It's where mood, decision-making, prioritizing, impulse control, empathy, and creativity are fed. So here's the big takeaway. Okay. All of those things are turned off when a Hmm. child is on a screen. So this is why your child might actually forget to stop when a timer sounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens at our house yeah, all the frequently. time. Or they might even forget to use the bathroom while they're playing because their self-control and decision-making switch has been flipped off. <laughs> it's why they might explode in anger mm. or yell when you take away a device Okay, because impulse control and empathy have actually gone dark in their brains. Interesting. Now, short amounts of time don't have this long-term effect, okay? okay. So we're not yeah. talking about occasional, you know, they watch a movie and, oh my goodness, their, their brains are damaged forever. Remember, this is chronic overstimulation, so seven hours a day, every day. Mm-hmm. This is what it's doing to the brain. Yeah, It's actually changing the brain by thinning that cortex. And once it thins, it can't grow it can't back. can't grow back. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I know. Um, never really thought about that. I'm glad that that data is out there and that we can share that with everyone because it, uh, it's, a, it's alarming when you think about the actual effects. And you know, I've read so many books over the years when it comes to devices. And one that stood out to me talked about how social media and these devices that we have in life, um, you know, they're not passive wrappings. They're mm-hmm. actively wrapping our lives up and conforming us to a certain way of viewing this world, mm-hmm. you know, changing how we think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I used to be just, I guess, um, not up to date with the fact and reality that we can't come away with um, thinking that this stuff is not going to change us in some way. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the, the the deal, right? We didn't fully know what letting your kid watch, you know, endless loops of mm-hmm. TV, for example, was doing. Right. And, you know, even like we said, the example with Ava 10 years ago, she we would tune into a, you know, a cartoon at 10 a.m. or whatever, and we'd watch one or two episodes and then turn it off, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, the difference now with our kids in these streaming libraries, yeah. you know, the classic Netflix thing where one episode ends and they just roll straight, straight into, into the, the next. next one. So some of this, you know, happens fairly innocently if you're yeah. not just sitting there right on top of it, right? Yeah. But now we know... That if we allow this... Yeah. that's why it's easy to binge these shows. It is. But if we allow this, we are actually... Cha- we are allowing brain changes to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also find it interesting. I think it gives me a little more um, empathy as a parent. You know, sometimes your kids have those bad reactions where you've, you've negotiated like, okay, I'm going to let you play this game or watch, you know, one episode of this show... And the show ends and they like lose their mind as if you've never had the conversation, yeah, right? right. And I think this gives us a little more insight into, you know, sure, we can still hold them accountable for obedience and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but there's actual, there are actual brain um, things that are not happening because yeah. they have checked out. Yeah. So like, you know, that empathy has gone dark in them, that mm-hmm. impulse control has gone dark. So... I think this helps us understand a little bit more, like, why is my kid exploding over something we talked about? Mm-hmm. Well, this is why. Yeah. Another fascinating part of this brain research um, that we are just now getting is that the brain chemistry 
for these same kids who are, you know, more than seven hours a day, brain chemistry is actually changing. Okay. And what I mean by that is when they are engaging with a screen, so they're watching something, they're playing a game, the stress hormone cortisol in their bodies, in their brain, um, rises. Now, cortisol is the fight or flight hormone that prepares you for an emergency. So kids on screens actually have heightened levels of cortisol, which is why they tend to have big emotions and big reactions when they're interrupted or when the screen is taken away. Screen time also fights against two natural chemicals in the brain, dopamine and serotonin. Mm. Children get a signal of pleasure via a neurotransmitter of dopamine to the pleasure center of the brain when they see something they like or something that makes them laugh. As they experience more pleasure through more screen time, they are actually pushing those dopamine levels in their brains higher and higher. So as it becomes overused, the feeling then gets diminished in a shorter period of time. So truly, like little addicts, um, they are asking for more time, more shows, more games, whatever, so that they can continue to get that fresh hit of dopamine. Mm. Now, you know, pleasure in your children is not wrong. It's okay for your children to have pleasure. But in excess, it's Mm -hmm. detrimental to them. Chronic stimulation of any kind of neuron um, in anywhere in the brain actually leads to neuronal cell death. Like it does not grow back. Mm. Uh, the other, um, the other uh, part of the brain that is affected is serotonin, which is an inhibitor that pushes, it naturally pushes the neurons in our brain to rest. God gave us that to help your brain shut down and rest. It helps regulate our mood, our emotions, our sleep schedule, and our appetite. However, the blue and white tones in the screen signal to your brain that it's daytime hmm. when you're on a screen, Yeah, even if it's the middle of the night. That blue light actually suppresses melatonin, and it changes the body clock, no longer giving those neurons the brain rest that they need. Hmm. Which is why if you're on your screen right before you go to bed... It's hard to it's not helpful. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's really it. It really is. It really fights against what you're trying to do. Yeah. And so you know, I think this is really this is only two aspects of what we've what this ABCD study is capturing, but two critical ones. Yeah. That the brain is changing for mm-hmm. kids who are on screens too much, and the brain chemistry is changing, meaning some of those cells are dying if yeah. it's in excess, if it's too much. It's actually leading to cell death, the yeah. cells that are not going to grow back in their brains, um, or it is screwing up their body clock, and they, you know, they can't wind down, they cannot right. fall asleep. Right. And so, you know, if, if they're teenagers and if they have a phone in their room, which P.S. they never should, <laughs> then they reach for that because they can't sleep. But what they're doing is actually making it worse and worse and worse because that blue light is just waking their body back up. Yeah. So. Um, I think that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we don't want to be doomsday right. podcasters here. Right. But I think this is important for us to just, um, you know, be, be to be a diligent parent, to be a wise parent, to be an intentional parent. Mm-hmm. We've got to know the effects of what we allow or do not allow, yeah. right, in yeah. our home. Yeah. And I think the hardest part is maybe we don't see that effect overnight. 
right. it's a gradual process of this happening in a person's brain. But we do have a membrane that's thinning and cells dying mm-hmm. um, as a result. And I think uh, we've got to be cognizant of that yep. and, and its effect. So I, I think it's interesting, too, that kind of, I guess, to make a spiritual correlation, so much about what we're talking about, the effects on the brain when it comes to screen time and devices, it seems like you know it causes the check out. There's a numbing effect. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a creation in a child's mind of living really in a fantasy world mm-hmm. versus the scriptures that cause us really ask us and command us to check in yeah. and to, to fight for, for what's entering our mind and what we're thinking about yep. as we look at you know Philippians 4 and there's so many other passages that deal with you know the brain and the mind in that yeah. sense. Um, and so the scriptures help us to check into the reality. Yeah of who God is and what he's doing in this world. And so I think when we look at the correlation between the two, we've got to come to this conclusion that um, we got to, we're in a spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're, not, if we're not guarding what's coming into our life, then we're going to be ever changing into uh, something that looks a lot more like this world yep. than being patterned after the word. Yeah, uh, And that's why I love... Uh, Proverbs 4.23. Yeah, this it is says a great this. verse. This is a great verse. Um, but watch over your heart with all diligence, mm-hmm. right? For from it flows the springs of life. Yeah. Yeah, We. I think we have to be so careful, um, you know, as that verse says, to watch over with diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's being intentional about what we are allowing to be basically... Um, influencing and speaking and um you know changing the hearts of our kids yeah and i think you know where i'm really convicted in this um as a mom is this is so subtle it's such a subtle thing that the enemy uses right because let's face it there are days that we're just tired Mm -hmm. and and frankly to put a movie on for the kids is like a two-hour vacation for me yeah (laughs) you know and and there's and that's okay. There's nothing wrong, you know, with the movie. Um, but I think what's subtle about it is if you're not diligent, mm-hmm. if you're not careful, uh, one hour, you know, leads mm-hmm. to two, and one movie leads to let's do it again tomorrow, right. and you know, thirty minutes on this. Oh, you liked that, yep. and so then it becomes like, well, I, I like to give you things you like, so sure, you can play that again, and it just it can become such a gradual slide. Yeah. And so when when we say seven hours a day, and you think, oh my word, I would never. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got to sometimes you got to stop and think. Wait a minute, what time did they watch a cartoon when they woke up? Yeah. What did they do? You know, after lunch, what did we do as a family tonight? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it adds up. It does, and sometimes we jokingly refer to devices as like a parent. You know, yeah, another right. parent in the house, but we don't want Mm-mm. devices to be parenting our kids. That's right. Um, and therefore we need to be actively engaged with what's influencing them. Yeah. And so I think there's some also, you know, practical ways that we can maybe combat these negative effects, uh, as parents. And I think we're going to walk through a couple of those that I think are very just practical and useful, um, and that you can put into play in your home. Yeah. And so, um, this whole podcast topic came from a talk that I put together for Mom's Life a couple weeks ago. And so I tried to think, okay, 
if we're going to talk about like the negatives of, you know, here's what screens are really doing, what are the positives that Mm -hmm. we can glean or what are the, okay, I can do something about this um, tips, right? And so um, the first thing I will say is that the American Academy of Pediatrics actually recommends that children two and under should have zero screen time, Hmm. that children two to age five should really just have one hour of educational programming a day. Okay. Um, The researchers from the ABCD study, that this is related to children ages nine and 10, so you can adjust this, say that there really are three daily recommendations that um, will give them stronger attention abilities, language abilities, and working memory and executive function. Hmm. Okay, so kind of three benchmarks to help their brains. The first one is that they need at least an hour of physical activity every day. The second is that they really should not have more than two hours of recreational screen time. Okay. And the third is that they need sleep. Yeah. Nine to 11 hours if they're between ages nine and 10. And if they're younger, they need even more than that. So um, here are some things that you can kind of just check a little bit about um, feeding your child's brain, things that actually help grow the brain cells, okay. <laughs> right? The first is downtime. Kids need idle time. Mm-hmm. They actually need to be bored. It's mm-hmm. very, very good for them. Yeah, because when they're bored, they'll get creative. Boredom sparks creativity. So yeah. we, we have to be careful that we're not too quick to rescue our kids from boredom. Yeah. So if you hear that phrase used in your home, Mom, Dad, I'm bored. You know, so Celebrate easy to just be like, good, <laughs> yeah. you need to be bored. Come and now get creative idea. with something. That's right. <laughs> the second thing is physical exercise. Exercise affects um, children's growing brains in so many positive ways. Um, in fact, you and I kind of refer to our, our kids and especially our very active boys as um, our puppies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we say that because <laughs> we have to run our puppies every we, we day. We run our puppies or they destroy our house. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I have to check myself if they're misbehaving or something. Sometimes it's really on me because they just have not gotten their energy out and they just <laughs> need to burn it. Um, the kids need unstructured play. So sometimes they just need to play without adults always setting the rules mm-hmm. or intervening mm-hmm. or providing direction. Yeah. And so sometimes you just got to let your kids kind of be, you know, be the little dictators of their little kingdoms with their toys. Right. And, uh, and work up their own rules. Kids need sleep, having a consistent bedtime, not having screens in their bedrooms, and as you mentioned earlier, Travis, um, turning off screens at least an hour before they go to bed, all of that helps their brains rest. Yeah. And while they're sleeping, I did not know this, sleep actually helps cement what your child learned during the day. Huh. So if your kids are sleep deprived, their brains do not get that learning opportunity. Okay. Kind of interesting. That is. And then the last thing that they recommend um, is eating healthy foods because the brain uses 20% of the body's daily calories. Wow. Did not know that. It needs good fuel to maintain concentration. So those are ways that you can feed your kids' brains. Yeah. Um, but let's just talk about some practical ways as parents that we can manage screen time mm-hmm. in our home. And this is not... I feel like I say this in every podcast. This is not a comprehensive list. (laughs) This is just five things that we selected um, that we're going to talk about a little bit, but hopefully they will be helpful to you as they are instructing us. Yeah. Right? Totally. Okay. First one. We talked about this last week. Be a positive example for your kids 
as it relates to screen time habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know this question about you, so I'll just ask you in front of okay <laughs> the world. Do you have have you set limits on your phone for yourself? No, you I just kind of I just kind of really like eyeball it, gauge it. Okay. You know. <laughs> Well, I am not that disciplined, so I had to actually set screen time limits on my phone that go off every single day to check myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's a good thing. Um, if you know, if if your phone is a temptation to right. waste idle time, and it is for me, then um, set a boundary. And we need those, I guess, built-in checks. We do. If you don't check yourself, you can wreck yourself. (laughs) Well, research (laughs) is telling us that the average adult spends six to eight hours on a screen every day. That's a lot. So making use of limits and timers and all of that to keep yourself in check is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There are actually great resources out there. Pluggedinonline.com. That's a a ministry arm of Focus on the Family. Um, healthychildren.org. Both of them have family media plans that mm. you can actually get on their site and download and kind of tweak for your family. Yeah. Um, but I would say for us, one thing that's just worked seasonally, we try to do this is <laughs> good old fashioned piece of paper, mom with a marker, yeah. writing like, okay, I try to do this as the seasons change. So we're coming up here at the, the end of school, kind of before summer. I will end up taping to the fridge just a list of like, here's the rules for screen time. Here's how you get screen time. Here's how you lose screen time. Here's what you are allotted, you know, all of that, because they just need to know what the boundaries are and they Mm -hmm. need to be able to see them and read them. And then we just kind of reevaluate if it's not going well, then we regroup and tape another round on the fridge for the next season of life. Right. Um, But that seems to help them. Totally. Okay, the second thing is um, to co-view when you must view. Mm. So let me explain what that is. Um, If your kids are going to watch a show, let's say, it is a great opportunity if you can sit with them and watch the show. Mm -hmm. Now, I know some of you are instantly like, no, no, the show, them watching the show is how I get stuff done. (laughs) I get that. Let me me tell you, I get that. However... um, For young kids, it's actually an excellent way, if you will join them and use the opportunity to talk about what they're seeing on the screen or what's happening, you actually can build their language skills. Yeah. And you can engage them and keep their brain engaged by talking back and forth, asking them questions, stopping the movie to play for a little bit, singing the songs that, you know, the the Disney Frozen soundtrack, right? Right. (laughs) Every little, every parent of every little girl knows those songs. Anything you can do to, to engage their brain, to help sharpen their senses, is super helpful. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that you can kind of redeem some screen time. Yeah. Um, now, if you have older kids, this is also a great way to help them um, kind of role play some decision making, mm-hmm. right? Like while watching a movie. Yeah. I know you would often talk about that as a youth pastor, like there are movies that you can sit down and kind of draw spiritual parallels from. Oh, absolutely. We've done that a lot with, you know, whether we're watching, um, uh, gosh, what is it? 
Behind the Witch and Wardrobe or yeah. Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. There's so many great movies out there that have incredible moral lessons that yep. you know engage kids' minds in thinking about, okay, it's the reality of what's happening here. We have good versus evil. We have decisions being made that affect the people's lives. How can we learn from that? Yeah. And so we have a lot of very inquisitive minds are going, wait a minute, like what just happened there? Mm-hmm. And why did that happen? And who does it involve? And what's the outcome of their decisions? And so they start thinking through all these things because it helps them deal with the reality of life, you know, versus delving into a fantasy world that really has no connection to the real world in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's just taking an opportunity captive, I think, too, in a safe way while they're still under your roof. And it's not them who actually is making the decision. It's a fictional character. right? But you can kind of gauge like... You know, okay, if that were you, what would you do in this mm-hmm. situation? And it's a way for you as a parent to sort of see how your kid's mind is yes. <laughs> bent, right? Or yep. working. And it made me think of, I don't know, I guess people my age, I'm 47, if you remember these books that were called Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, right, right. And choose so your- you would get to a certain page in the book and then you got to choose whatever venture you wanted to go on or how you would, the decision you would make in that situation. And sometimes the decision you made, you had to flip to a certain page if you decided to fight the dragon or to run away. And then depending on what decision you made, you know, you might have died or you might have lived. Right. And so, you know, I just think about like, how can we help our kids with the movies they're watching and hopefully the movies they're watching we have thought through the storyline and we thought through the messaging and how they're being influenced by that movie and hopefully it's ga- it's engaging them to ask those questions yes. uh, that deal with real world situations yes you know uh-huh. that i think again helps them um, live in uh, the practical here and now and and helps them apply what God's word has to say about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's Hillary from Mama Bear Apologetics um, that makes the point that we should really train our kids to um, never turn their brains off while they're watching TV or a movie, but to help them um, heighten their senses Mm -hmm. and think critically. Because the, the world, the entertainment industry, is banking on you turning your your mind off. Right. That's how you just kind of let things go. You let stuff slide. You yeah. Know, who really cares? And she makes the point, no, 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 no. We want our kids to learn to think, to push back against that yeah. impulse, to pay attention to everything they're being spoon-fed, and to start to think critically and yeah. biblically. Yeah. And so I think if you co-view with them, it's a great opportunity for you to help train them Yeah. Um, in that way. Okay. Yeah. Love let's, it. Let's just do maybe one more yeah and i think another thing that correlates spiritually is as we've been talking through this um we talk about checking out when we're on devices Mm -hmm. versus checking in um having your brain turn off versus really turning your brain on and feeding it things that are healthy and good for it you know scripture says in first peter in light of the various trials that we go through in this world that it says we need to like prepare our minds for action yeah. it means gather in the loose ends of your thinking you know gather in that stuff and don't just let your mind go wherever yes but draw that stuff in and prepare it for action yep and so i i think you know instead of checking out you know scripture calls us to check in yeah. And um and so I think that's why daily reading of the scripture is so important 
for our spiritual nourishment so that our minds are actively thinking about those things that are true and lovely and pure and yes. excellent versus the things that are, you know, fantasy and make-believe yeah. and everything else that comes with devices. Again, not that devices are a bad thing. We're not trying to paint that picture. Mm-hmm. I think we're trying to paint a balanced approach to parenting and to dealing with devices and knowing, yeah, there's some good that can come with that, but there's also, I guess, some healthy boundaries that we probably need to put in place in light of the study and the research that's come out on the devastating effects if we just let it go unchecked in our lives. Absolutely. So let's maybe end on this last practical thing, and that is to choose what's better. Mm -hmm. So sometimes screens are convenient. And sometimes they're helpful. Yeah. And it's not inherently wrong that you say yes to something, right? However, I think if we're um, if we're going to be intentional, if we're going to be diligent, if we're going to be wise parents, sometimes even though it might not be the worst yes we could give them, yeah, there's a better yes that we can give them. And and so what are some of those things? Being outside, mm-hmm. raising our kids to love creation, yeah, to move their bodies. Um, being outside regularly actually boosts the child's memory, their attentiveness, and their general improved cognition. It helps feed their brains in a healthy way, and brain research shows us that kids who play outside are calmer and sharper. Mm. So that's interesting. Yep. Um, A really fun resource that we found last year, if your kids just want to challenge, especially as we're getting into... If you're a Minnesota kid, it's going to start getting warmer mm-hmm. soon, right? We yep. hope. Um, there's a thing called a thousand hours outside. Hmm. And um, I think I found them on Instagram. Somebody recommended it, but we downloaded this coloring sheet hmm. where the challenge is, can you spend, can you log a thousand hours outside in the yeah. course of one year? Yeah. So we downloaded those for each of our kids last January, and they did. They filled it in. Like you color in a little section every time you spend an hour outside. Totally. Just dumb things like yep. that, but that's that was motivating for them. Mm-hmm. I can remember as a kid, like literally when I was elementary and junior high, I would come home. I was living in Denton, Texas, and it was like, take your school clothes off, put your play clothes on, and I don't want you to see – I don't want to see you back in this house until the street lights come on. <laughs> I mean, that was like that was seriously the game child plan. of the seventies, right? There. Right. And so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's, that was it. there's we some spent wisdom hours to that. and hours and hours yes. outside. Well, we our kids logged a lot of hours this last year outside, yeah. and I'm itching. And actually, they're good about playing outside yep. in the cold, but I'm itching for. It is hard in Minnesota weather. during winter. Yeah. Gym memberships can be really life giving. Yes. That's really helped us out as a family this yes. year. Um, and so, but doing stuff outside, yeah. ice fishing or yeah. snow skiing or whatever activity you can get into. Matter of fact, that was the first thing people told me when I took the position here at Grace back in March 1st of 06. They're like, if you want to survive the winters, you got to have a winter activity. Yep. So true. It's so true. Okay. Another thing that might be better uh, than a screen is reading. Actually, nothing is better for developing their minds and language skills more than listening to books or learning to read them on their own. So if you can invest in read aloud time, um, get a library card for your kids, maybe let them earn screen time in trade in a trade for reading mm-hmm. time, um, help them check out or maybe even gift them some books that fuel their interests. I think that's been fun to that was a challenge for our boys in particular who don't maybe love stories, but yeah. they're interested in animals or they're interested in cars or whatever. So trying to find books that, you know, mm. they love. 
facts, a lot of facts I've learned, boys like. Um, let them catch you reading. Model committed time in the Bible um, or just even with books in front yeah. of them so they catch it. They catch the vision of, of what you do with your idle mm-hmm. time, right? Um, another thing, especially for young kids, is arts and crafts. This yeah. one's actually hard for me. I love arts and crafts. I just hate the mess. <laughs> but making messes, tackling projects, cooking together, cleaning together, getting their hands busy and their brains too. Um, that is so helpful for them because their creativity is stifled with screens. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, being a parent who's willing to let your house get messy, yeah. is willing to let them play. Um, I was telling the Mom's Life moms, I think maybe one of the best things that we've ever spent money on um, is that giant basket of Duplos that we have. When the kids were younger, um, I would take that huge basket of Duplos out on the front porch, and the neighbor kids would come over, and I'd have like six boys on the front porch for hours just building Duplos. I swear if I still put them out there today, our kids would for sure play with them. Even older kids, everybody loves those. (laughs) And so, you know, stuff like that, I think I've, as my kids are aging, I'm realizing investing in toys and and, um, games outside that Mm -hmm. their friends can play, that we can set up in the yard, like those are helpful for so many reasons. And they keep us away from screens, out of, um, you know, movie times. And then maybe the very last thing that we can end on is just being willing to unplug regularly Mm -hmm. as a family creating you know like a digital sabbath some people do that one day a week they just decide okay sundays we don't touch phones or screens or whatever whatever day yeah um some people have spaces that are screen free spaces like the dinner table the car bedrooms um you know i think that's up for you to decide but we've gone through periods of time where we just decide okay like we're just turning the TV off for you know yeah. the next week, or we're not doing any devices for a month or whatever. And it is amazing how kids hate it mm-hmm. for the first forty-eight hours. Yeah, it's brutal. There's 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 like revolt. Yeah, in there's our house. weeping and gnashing of teeth, uh-huh. and then it's like this other. And then rejoicing sense. comes in the morning. <laughs> yeah, this other sense <laughs> kicks in where it's like they remember, oh, I could I have stuff to play with, or I can get creative, or hey, turns out I like to draw. Or I like to build Legos and those things like they have forgotten about when screens are readily available to them, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, as we wrap up here, we just need to say like, this is absolutely a a huge struggle in our house all the time. Mm -hmm. Like we are not experts in this. No. This is very challenging for us too. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're kind of like our feet are held to the fire on this subject um, like every other parent. So don't hear us at all say that, wow, we have totally mastered this in our house. Yeah, <laughs> We have not. And we yeah. said last week, this is really a wisdom issue. This is not a gospel hill that we would die on. So you can take our ideas and think that they stink, <laughs> or hopefully you can... Um, Glean the good that you want from it. <laughs> hopefully the Lord, you know, influences you in a way that's good in your home as well. Yeah. Um, but we, we hope it's been helpful maybe even just to know some of the research helps you make you know yeah. decisions in your home totally yeah we've come a long way in our world um when you think about the ever-changing landscape of technology as just mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast 
I mean, you think, gosh, it wasn't that long ago that I can remember eight track tapes. And today <laughs> on your phone, you can stream shows continuously. I know, I know. We're just in a totally different world. Um, and so uh, we get it. We're there with you. Yes. And we want to, we want to pray for you now. I hope yeah. this has been helpful, encouraging, and that you're able to glean maybe a little bit that's uh, practical for your life today. Let's pray. All right. Jesus, thank you again for this podcast. Um, it's not unto us, but unto the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Thank you uh, that you have equipped us with the scriptures and with prayer to combat the worldly forces that would conform us into its image. And instead, we can become more like Christ as we incorporate um, the good news of the gospel continually into our lives. Help us to watch diligently over our hearts, for from it flows the wellsprings of life. And therefore, there's the battle call for every single person to be consistently cognizant of the influences in their life and making sure that we're more influenced by Jesus than by this world. So thank you for our listeners. I hope this is a great week for them, and we look forward to talking with everyone again very soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We'll see you next time. See you next time. And there you have another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. As always, we mention this every episode, but thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing. Thank you for the feedback that we get. Thank you for sharing these episodes with others and for continuing to show up. It means a lot. Um, There are so many things that could take your time and attention every week, and we deeply appreciate being one of those things and being included in your family and in your home um, and in the rhythm of what it is you have going on. Uh, We hope that the last, this episode in particular, but the last couple weeks as we've walked through this whole concept of boundaries and maybe thinking differently um, about technology and screen time, yeah, it's just a point of, again, encouragement. And as Travis and Stephanie mentioned, it's not a salvation issue or a gospel issue, um, but to take that step back and to think through, am I stewarding well um, my time? And am I stewarding well the other people in my home that I've been put in charge of? So we do just pray that this is a point of encouragement that you're able to take, as they said, glean the good. Take what is encouraging, what is convicting, um, what is conversation starters for you in your home, and just leave the other things that are not beneficial or helpful for you. And uh, yeah, so thank you again for being here. Please take the time to leave us a review as you're able, and we'll see you next week.